Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckadelics? What the fucksters? How's it going? This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. I'm in a hotel room. I'm in my hotel room studio at the Westin at the Detroit airport. I don't think I'm ever going to get into the actual city of Detroit. I've been here three times in the past several years for one-night gigs that just don't afford me the time to get in. This is Saturday. I'm recording this. It's Monday. You're hearing it. I'm here to do uh, the uh, Royal Oak Music Theater. Let's just say it went great. Why not? Let's just say it went great. I just need to get this done because I'm traveling. It's been great. By the way, Rose Byrne is on the show today. And also, uh, we got a little uh, a little chat with Kevin Pollack uh, about his new movie, uh, this documentary he made, Misery Loves Company. It's It's out. It's available on VOD and iTunes. It's going to open in select theaters April 4th. Uh, I'm in it. Many comedians are in it. So, okay, this tour has been awesome. All right. I I was in Madison the other night. And the the interesting thing, I don't don't really want to my own horn, but the show's good. I'm entertaining. I'm in good spirits. I'm funny. But every once in a while, I'll just catch a pocket up on stage where things happen that just will never happen again. And and Madison, you know, got that show. Now, I'm, I know there's more in me because I'm pretty wide open. And if there's warmth and if there's a good sort of flow between me and the audience, I, you know, I want nothing more than to make something happen that's never happened before. It's, it's, it's the best. And right now I'm about, I'm about neck deep in that new uh, Richard Pryor biography by Scott Saul. Uh, which is amazing. And, you know, reading about prior and then having this opportunity to go out and do these long sets and sort of push the envelope and, you know, with, with, with prior in mind, uh, you know, really sort of reading the anatomy or learning about the anatomy of, of his process from very early on. Like, this is the first time I've ever done uh, a, a theater tour, you know, where we're doing places that seat around a thousand. Some places are bigger. I'm in Madison at the Barrymore Theater, sold the place out, and it was just one of those nights. I can't even account for why it happens, but I did almost two hours. Well, I, you know, before I got on, you know, the guy who runs the place was talking to me about people who've been through. He says, you know, Chris Hardwick was just here, and he said the same thing as you. He'd do like an hour, hour and 15. He ended up doing two hours. So I'm like, well, fuck. 
If Hardwick's going to do two, I'm going to have to do two. So that, that wasn't the incentive. Maybe it was the incentive, but there's something about having a perfect sort of exchange of energy with an audience where I was just, I just went out there. I just pushed things further than I pushed them. I pulled things out of the air. There was improvisation that, you know, that surprised me and uh, things happened that'll never happen again. And that that's been happening on most of these shows, almost all the shows I was out. I was out in Pittsburgh and that, that place was a trip. The crowd was fucking great. And there's something about Pennsylvania, man. It's heavy, man. It's there's a in my mind there's a darkness to it. I don't know if that's true. I don't know, but it it, it just I feel a presence of something in Pennsylvania in general, something I I'll, I'll embrace, not something I, I I feel negative about. But but there are plenty of dates coming up. Dallas is coming up, and we got um Houston and Austin and Asheville and Charleston and uh, San Francisco and um, Seattle. Uh, I know Atlanta, you know, go to WTFpod.com slash calendar and, uh, you know, check out these dates if you want to, uh, if, if you want to, if you want to see the show, I've been hanging around after every show, you know, meeting, greeting with everybody who wants to selling a few posters and, uh, it's just been, uh, it's just been great. It's been, uh, it's, I, I'm thrilled to be doing comedy. I'm excited to get out there. I just, first time in my life I've ever really felt like this where the shit is in place and I'm not, I'm not really second guessing myself and, and people are having a good time. So that's, what's going on. That's my little road diary, not eating. Well, had my first experience with red Robin, which I could have lived without. I could have gone through my whole life without eating a fucking red Robin hamburger, but I did. I ate it and I got on stage in Pittsburgh last night with a belly full of red Robin. That was, you know, that was just, just yelling at me from the inside screaming at me from the inside but that added to it there's nothing like the voices of self-hate in the form of a digesting red robin hamburger to make a performance really fucking sing did i mention we have rose Byrne on today did i mention that from uh, the the new movie adult beginners with the uh, with nick kroll who's been on my show a few times tis baby i believe he produced it but Rose Byrne from from Damages, you know her from. Uh, she's she's going to be in that new movie uh, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. She was in uh, Bridesmaids. She was in, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of movies. She's uh, from Australia. I'm going to talk to her too. All right, let's talk to Kevin Pollack back in the garage. Relaxing is wildly overrated. I think. I think. I, I just wish I could do it. Is it overrated? Yeah, yeah. I I can detach from the mothership. Yeah. But I don't. At some point, I'd rather feel alive and in the thick of my life and just be more proactive about everything. Uh huh. And even if I have to be proactive about relaxing. Yeah. Fine. I'm yeah. St- there's there's still a sense of I'm doing this right. Right. And I think that might be the driving factor. I'm doing this. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just I, I'm full of dread. It's an anxiety issue. And I, after watching the movie, your movie, <laughs> Misery Loves Comedy, there are certain people like that are in that movie. Everybody's in that movie that you know I really connect with. You know, when in, in Dana, you know, the when Dana Gould's talking about mm-hmm. the anxiety and the panic and the. And uh, you know, I I deal with that. I know that's uh, one of the issues, but. 
unlike him, like I still think that I need to get to the source and somehow, ma- you know, like reckon with the source. Like I, I'm going to go to uh, whatever the what's the journey to the, the to get. The, I want the ring. Yeah, that's inside of me. That, that I'm going to go into the pit yeah. and I'm going to find resolution with with that thing that's causing that with the well. I'm going to plug the anxiety well. And how long on my th- own? How long do you think you could last once you had the ring? Before you were um, anxious about the ring, like does someone have a nicer ring? Is it- <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to come get the ring? Right. Yeah. Where do I keep this ring yeah. now that I now have what? it? <laughs> it's that great moment in, um, in the Redford film, The Candidate. I love that. Yeah. Where the last thing, the mo- last moment is now what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's all been about this journey towards this thing. Sure. Without ever stopping to go ask, do I want the thing? Yeah. Just I got to get the thing. So yeah. Um, well, there's still. I think what it comes down to is it, it's it's really like uh, some version of of uh, that kind of recovery observation is that you know in terms of your character defects and the manifestations of those and how they affect your life, uh, that's what's relative to you know the the necessity of of harnessing it or stopping it or, or managing it. Like, do I still do behavior? Am I still hurting myself by having this thing? I think I'm at the point now where I, and then listening to your show religiously has driven me to to an, my own realization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about, you know what, at the end of it, or and as well as in it, yeah. it's about being true to yourself. And, yeah. if, and, if, and if suffering yeah. wildly with your own shit is being true to yourself, then stop. Trying to figure it out. Stop trying to cure it. Stop trying to right. Just accept it. Harness it. Yeah, it it makes you who you are. And why this show has become insanely uh, friendly to people, not just popular, but a comfort. So yeah, if you fix it, you're fucked. (laughs) I'm I'm serious, and I don't think it's like someone who gets. That's like saying, "Relax, you're doomed." Yeah. Well, I don't. It's not like someone who's fat who gets work because they're fat, right? Right. Comedy, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it yeah. Is, I don't think it's that syndrome. Yeah. I think it is the audience, and in the documentary, when you're talking about that moment where you're on stage and the audience is like, "This is Marin. He's going to get this." Yeah, yeah. Right. I had to include that. You understand? I had seventy hours of footage to carve a ninety-four minute, and no narrative, no story, no script. I had to create. A narrative. Yeah, it was interesting because it's impossible. It is impossible, but I, I think that the way you arced and you know finished it out, I, I think what it is, it's really the the portrait of the mm-hmm. comic artist mm-hmm. through seventy people or however many people, sixty something, yeah, sixty something people. Yeah, it got bigger than do you have to be miserable to be funny. That's it a, did. That's a I, lovely yeah. little notion of, yeah. of a film, but it's really 30 minutes. Right. You can't do 94 minutes on. Right. No, everything's talked about parenting, yeah. job, yeah. work ethic, yeah. uh, a little bit of uh, you know uh, evolving as a comic personality, the liabilities of being a comic yeah. uh, in the real world. Mm. Uh, what else is in there? Also, uh, but you're watching people feign off talking about misery while- attempting to talk about misery so that when jim gaffigan says he turns the question into a joke yeah. about annoyance yeah he's clearly going for the laugh there when in fact not comfortable to talk about well yeah he's uncomfortable yeah it's, i mean it's more than annoyance it's, and i i think that w- one of the parts that stood out for me was the, the moment where james brooks mm. says it's about feeling alienated or whatever he said that that the uncomfortable yeah like that, I think that really hits it. Is that a lot of us are sort of like, you know, 
no matter who, who accepts us at any given point in time, we always feel a little outside. Yeah. You know, and I and I thought he was sort of smart about it without being too mor- morose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the more honest people got about, well, I think one of the things you made me uh, think about, I don't know if you said the exact words, but what ma- you made me think about was that our job as performers is to articulate the misery. Yeah. It isn't so much that we have to be miserable on stage or in front of people. Sure. We have to make it either universal. I think Steve Coogan talked about that. Either make it universal. Oh, that's happened to all of us. Or make it so personal. The audience doesn't have to worry about can they relate. Yeah, they, they got the distance. They're I, just empathetic yeah. and laughing or uncontrollably. This poor, this poor guy. Exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is slipping on the banana peel. Slipping on the, ban- the banana peel. I get. I don't get no respect. Lewis Black's hands. Yes. And the fact that we had the baby picture, I don't know if you noticed, in the baby picture, he's doing a Lewis Black gesture. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Because despite what anyone says about, like, everybody has problems, yes. But not everyone is as emotionally handicapped as people who choose this profession. Sure, there are plumbers who are depressed. Yes. You know, but yes. but they don't, you know, they're not, like, on stage, you know, fixing a toilet. It's about articulating it. You know, it, the misery is a universal human condition. Well, okay, well, what was the process of this, you know, of this uh, documentary? I know I was in it, but Jesus, how long did it take to put together? Well, um, I, you know, doing one of these shows uh, affords us a, a Rolodex to reach out to famous funny yeah, people. Yeah, but also you, you know, you're an actor. And, and, you've been around a long time. Yeah, we've shared trenches, but you also have to be have some interview chops to, right. to try to get these people to open up. Right. Um, and there's no question that the chat show informed all of that. Right. But, you know, the best way to get all those famous funny people in your movie is to not pay them. Right. Sure. Honestly, yeah. If I had to pay any of them, then yeah. I'd have to deal with agents and lawyers and managers, and I'm fucked. Oh, you yeah, can't ever. No, do no. So no. when we, it was a matter. I got to shoot these four weeks consecutively. Oh, so that who was am it. I going to get? Yeah. for these four weeks, right. you got to get a crew, and you got, you know how it is, right. shooting your show. You have to m- yeah. meet these parameters. Yeah. So whoever was going to be available is who we were going to get. Now I know you dedicated the film to Robin. Did you interview him? We were on the phone twice for almost an hour each time. Um, he was shooting the television series at the time uh-huh. and, you know, 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. And I had four or five day weeks. Yeah. And as much as I would like to say, well, let's just bring the crew down and talk to him in his trailer. Five minutes. Yeah. It, it, it just wasn't physically possible for him, his produ- producers, his production and, and but, mine. Well, the, when I saw his name at the end, I was like, you know, I wonder even if you had that footage. Right. You know, it would be hard to decide. Well, I took out a moment. First of all, uh, whether to he put it passed in while I was editing, which is why ultimately I decided to dedicate the film to him. And mm. clearly, it wasn't something I would have done if he were alive. Yeah, right, That's right. painfully obvious. Yeah. But because he had been such a mentor of mine when I came on the scene in San Francisco, he had just become a made man, but spent all his time in San Francisco for stand-up. He, of course, would work out at the comedy store, sure. but he could not wait to get back to San Francisco yeah. and, and, and night a few of us, Slayton and yeah. a couple of us that were to around the Holy City time. Zoo. Yeah. And so- uh, I love Slayton. God, he's so good in your fucking movie. Oh. Like I, there, you know, there's a like, rawness and a nakedness and a beautiful- But, but, he's, but he's okay with himself. Oh, that's the thing. It's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to include him and a couple of others was these people should also be famous to you. Yeah, and yeah. and if you're a comedy junkie, you know who they are, and if you're not, you don't. But, yeah. 
So the the flighty nature of fame and success, mm. not based on talent. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's horrendous. Yeah, it's well, there's there's no rules or fairness. Yeah. I, I used to have a a mantra: Chachi's a millionaire. Yeah, because this. <laughs> <laughs> because it, yeah. because this kid, twelve or fourteen, yeah. walked onto a set of a famous sitcom and became right. a, a, how, on the cover of Seventeen <laughs> yeah. magazine. Yeah, um, not based on anything else, mm-hmm. uh, talent-wise or anything. And no disrespect to who that person is. Yeah, that's just the way show business works. Right. Yeah. There's no. It's horrifying. No correct path. No rule book. Yeah, and then like that's why now when people talk to me, it's like, look, I don't know. No, I just had I you know fine, once in my life I had good cosmic timing yeah you know, and I was ready to do what was necessary yeah you know it, things synced up and I was ready for the job. But if I may, you also began with being proactive. Right, that, that's where it started. You said fuck everyone else and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even though you had done that in your Wait, stand-up, but let's preface that with what am I going to do? Well, you <laughs> what are, am I going to do? You've already prefaced it. <laughs> Uh, but I just keep coming back to that's the only advice I can give. Right. Is don't wait for anyone to figure this out for yeah, you. Yeah, they're not your Jump parents. Jump the fuck in. Yeah. Show business is not your mommy. Yeah. Put yeah. in your 10,000 hours immediately. Yeah. And then talk to me. Yeah, no, but there's so much good stuff in the movie. The weird thing, the experience I had with some people, it's like, I don't, I don't like listening to this guy talk in person. <laughs> You know, so like, they, they, you know, the, no reason to I mean, name names. No, no reason to name nope. names. You know, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to hear what this guy is saying sure, about anything. Sure, uh, but you know, good guy. Sure, sure, good guy. <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter who. Just it is. a terrific guy. I am the same way. I just came from a meeting with some people who foolishly think they'd like me to direct their film, and they started talking casting choices. Yeah. And they said, "What about this guy?" And yeah. I, it, I, and I, I would like to direct their film. Yeah. I don't want to alienate them at this meeting, but I also have to be true to my school, mm-hmm. uh, which is difficult for me. I'm too much of a people pleaser. Clearly, yeah. clearly. Yeah. I mean, my act is nine seconds from Carrot Top. In the sense that it's tricks, <laughs> it's yet. parlor tricks. It's just tricks. Uh, so you know, it took me forever to actually have your, a voice your and defense, say something. Right, but in your defense, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, accessorize your your impressions. You, you, you know, <laughs> that's right. You don't put the hat on. <laughs> that's right. You, you know, you know. <laughs> You know, I carried the Colombo coat the first nine years of my act from gig to gig. You did, and actually put it on. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you I mean, this is thirty years ago. But you let it go. I sure did. You let the coat go. And also for the last, that's right. For the last ten years or more, I tortured the audience by insisting on doing straight stand up for the first twenty minutes oh, before good, they get a good. single voice, like classic uh, Pollock stand up or newer stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's no such thing as newer stuff, is there? <laughs> You mean the point of view on what's happening in my life? Sure. Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, I'll talk about uh, anything but that. Yeah. I leave that to the professional. Sure. And 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 so I, when meeting with these people and they suggested this actor, I ultimately said said yeah, n- just not a fan. And it, and it was that same thing you were talking about, which is some people, I don't care if it's you don't like their face. Yeah. I don't care if it's you don't like the way that they. Uh, uh, keep their chin higher than it needs right. to be when they speak. There's <laughs> yeah. just something in their essence yeah. that I want to set their face on fire. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's those. Sure. sure, this would be the time where I could like you know you know Go cleverly reference the people in the movie. Like from a list and act like I don't even have the list, and I could like go like uh, Stephen Merchant's in it, Dana Gould is in it, Judd uh, Apatow. Judd Apatow, Judd, by the way, uh, I thought was a revelation. Yeah, he, no, he was very articulate. James uh, James Brooks was in there, uh, uh, Jim Jeffries, uh, Kathleen Madigan, Louis Black, Penn Jillette, Greg Proops. One of the one of the high boys for me was that horrifying picture of Proops back in the day. Yes. 
Like, what was that? <laughs> the photos people chose to share with me. I could I could not believe that Judd photo. Judd Apatow in the clown outfit from his youth. Well, that was cute. I mean, the kids' pictures are one thing, but that was proofs that, like, what was he doing? Yes. Like, he looked like he was, uh, you know, like uh, he was in the David Bowie entourage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Like, they were doing a Bowie version of the Smothers Brothers. What, what yeah, that photo looked like. That, but no, but the other one of him solo with the hat on the side. Like, oh, yep, 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 yep. That what? was that was 19... Uh, probably 81 you remember him looking like that sure that was the look yeah you had the because then eventually went with the horn rims and the other thing that was i met him in probably 80 90 when he was doing that already so oh so you're saying 81 oh yeah probably looking like that yeah because by the end of the 80s he was well done the other thing we had to lean into greed is good at that point and wear a suit (laughs) yeah it was still groovy in 81 (laughs) yeah uh, so, but yeah. who else? Who am I missing? Um, well, there's just so uh, many. A- Amy Schumer and uh, Jimmy um, Norton. Yeah, Maria it's Bamford. Jimmy Norton is also wildly naked as he should be with his Always. truth and yeah. uh, and also the Cinderella, O&A? the pumpkin. O and A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also a thing in in post where I was like, huh. How do I do? I let Anthony look like a human. Is that, is that the question? <laughs> yeah. Do I allow? Do I allow this nice part of him yeah. to shine yeah. given the situation? Yeah. Um, he did. He had a funny side, dude. But I mean, I cut. I edited for like almost ten months because it was a puzzle that I I could have done that for five years. So so much time had passed that people's yeah. lives had changed. Right. Um, oh, and uh, Christopher Guest. Yeah. And, and, and Martin Marty Short. Sh- By the way, Martin Short talking about being so bitter he couldn't that was great. be happy. for. That's a side of him I don't know that we've seen. You know, so is that but it was of- it, it, it wasn't bitter. It was- it was Un- uncapable, Incapable of celebrating but, somebody's- uh, Jealous. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. Absolutely jealous. Yeah. I love that story. Breakdown Corner. Breakdown Corner. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that feeling. Because what you want to do is cry. You, but, you, you'd like to just show, you'd like to show up at that party with your successful friends, start weeping and go, why am I not? Yeah. Like you, why can't I be? You well, know. That, <laughs> that's the unfortunate human condition too, though. And I think that's why Facebook is a multi-billion dollar business. And that's why the thesis for the film grew to uh, children suffer from, hey, look at me disease because they're children. They mm-hmm. need attention. Mm-hmm. Adults clearly suffer from that. Uh, that's why Facebook is a multi-billion-dollar business. Mm-hmm. You have a page, you're somebody. Yeah, who fucking chooses that as a career, as a devote your life to a I profession be- that is, hey, look the fuck at me. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but you know, I think that like, uh, you, you know, outside of the psychology of that, it seemed like most people. You know, have an experience with show business. They, 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 they see like you know, some people see a fireman, they want to be a fireman. No. You know, and and those of us for whatever reason, you know, just think it's amazing that you know you can get on stage and be an entertainer. You, you know, uh, to begin I, with, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I so don't. When you said in the film, forgive me for interrupting. When you said in the film, I saw these guys. Uh, comedians. They had, yeah. They had something to say. Well, they had something to say, and also they had uh, an angle. They had, they had a point of view, and they could handle things. They, they had could a way handle of, things. Right. You said that they had a handle on it. Yes. You know what I mean? So they, great. But that was they it. made life seem doable. Right. Yeah. For like, you. you explained it. Yeah. You know, like and it's hilarious. And right. like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, yeah. right. Exactly. You know, like so okay. for you, it was this or be a professor. It would be a professor, right? But it was, it was. I think what appealed to me was the point of view. Like, yeah. you know, like, who the hell am I? Yeah. What do I think about things? And right. they, like, comedians, good ones, they definitely know those two things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had only one teacher all through school who I connected with, and it was because here's what you need to do to shape your mind. Yeah. 
Here's God, a, th- please tell me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, thank God. Telling me what, the- <laughs> about the history of anything. Just tell yeah, me how I, I'm going to move yeah, forward yeah, yeah, in life. Without disintegrating yeah. and disappearing in every conversation. Yeah. I, I snuck a few Tom in Hanks. There. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Larry David. Um, Tom Hanks was great. Larry David was great. I stole those beats, those pieces from the chat show. Obviously, the backdrop in both of them was just horrendous. That black, awful black backdrop. Oh, I didn't really show. I didn't really notice. Good. Um, but I had to include them because when I was shooting the film, mm-hmm. um, those interviews came up. So I just did the double release form and let them know I'm going to use this in the film. And then came to a section within the body of the interview for the chat show where I devoted it to the line of questions right, that right, were right. in keeping with the film. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and, and that worked out. And getting Tom Hanks they agreed to, to say it. 53 years of self-loathing darkness. That was surprising. Are you kidding me? Loved it. Yeah. That I have, and then you, then the mo- if you're a comic, the moment after you, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, but that he found stand-up to be like crystal meth, you know, and and the the when he was uh, gearing up to do punchline. I don't acknowledge that anymore. I don't like. I don't acknowledge the rush of getting the laugh. For me, it's sort of the broader rush of feeling connected. I don't think it's getting the laugh either. I think it's being on stage and literally being in control of the ride for an hour. Yeah, or whatever. But the and time also is. being like having that connect. You know, like yeah. that one mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's attributed to your act and a few other people's. That's yeah. not everyone's experience. Right. Right. Um, to be able to connect on that level. But I do know what you're talking about. When yeah. it happens, there's no greater drug, well, the best. drug yeah. than that. Yeah. And like recently I've just been like, because I've been a little kind of nervous about stand up and like I keep doing it, but like I'm like, oh Christ, I fucking, what am I going to do? What's and I got a lot of material, but like lately I've been, like I took some turn like last week. Like, you know, all of a sudden you, you, you part of you, you realize like I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah. I'm not I'm not an open micer. Right. What am I worried about? Well, what do you think's going to happen I think out there? the dread yeah. that you're sensing it's how I prepare. May may be not only true to your school, but I think it also is bigger than that. I think it's also I know how good this can be. I I know those moments when it all clicks and it all right. works and I make the co- connection. And the dread of having to get to that place successfully again and the responsibility of that right, right, and yeah. the expectations yeah. of that that you put on yourself is, crazy. is fueling the dread. Yeah, I try to turn all that shit off and it's naturally happening to me as, as I age. Like I can't keep it all in my head. The, but it's uh, that weird cure-all too when you actually get on the stage. You know, the old ads. Right, when you just feel like you know right away whether it's what kind of night it's going to be. Yeah. Lately it's like I, I have this joke that, you know, I had sort of buried or sometimes I, I don't do it. And then I, I started to realize because I'm doing sets at the store where I'm just kind of punching it out, just trying to you know do tight sets to you know keep that relationship going to work out. And I moved this one joke to the open. Like I was like, there was a time, man, where it all hinged on that opening joke. Like you know, you're gonna oh, you yeah. gotta have that strong opening joke. And I hadn't really thought about that in a long time. You know, but in a club situation. And in a 15 minute set, I was like, why don't you put that one up front? And then all of a sudden I'm like, I, I know the joke I'm going to open with. And I, like a lot of times, like I didn't. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to open Oh, well, when with? you do a bigger venue, they're you giving you the it. first two, yeah. three minutes. Sure. And they're settling in. And yeah. it, it, they've, they've paid a babysitter. It's a whole different experience. Right. And you go into a tight room with 37 people. Yeah. You've got to bang in the yeah. first 15 right. seconds to relax everyone's sphincter. Right. Yeah. Right. And after the person before you just killed. Yeah. Oh, and well. they're, and they're like, so, uh, so the, this. The, the elation of like, wow, that joke works as I an know opener. My opening joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've spent far too much time. Yeah. I mean, I got to the point where I would 
come up with just a little throwaway uh, as yeah. I, as I'm walking out and taking taking the mic. Right. It's something as simple as uh, please be seated. Yeah. <laughs> To a sitting audience, <laughs> just as a way to yeah. put everything, you know, it's just a... That moment. Yeah. That moment. Yeah. it's Right? Well, lately what I've been doing is I'll, I'll take the mic stand and I'll bend down and mm-hmm. I'll put my foot literally on the table yeah. of the front row oh. and I'll lean down and I'll just say, uh, I'm going to bono the fuck out of this set. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. And I just hold it. Give him a visual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The idea that you found an opening joke and it actually resonated Oh my God! This is this is an open. I remember joke. that. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, you used to want to str- you want to get right in. That's the greatest uh, for the rest of mankind. Yeah, that would be the first time you found uh, the hidden Easter egg that no one else could find. And you, uh, and you get to do that over and over again. But I just like I it'd been a long time since I thought that way. Yeah, you know, I'm like well, I'm well, just gonna go, go up and kind of you know like to to like and it's specifically a club set mentality where you're like I just want to get in. Oh man. yeah, you probably went away from that purpose. Purposely, I'm not gonna go out there and have yeah, an I don't care. Joke. Like you know, but like at the comedy store, it's like and it's packed and it's sort of like, do I want to bungle through? No, you, you, <laughs> you don't. You don't, and also you're not doing that much time, right? You, and they'll shut down on you that room oh. they, in that OR, man. It's like if you're not hitting, it's like they're not going. They're no. not no sympathy there. Listen, this kind of talk hopefully is what uh, the purpose of the film, the documentary, was yeah. to to. If you're a comedy junkie in particular, if you're a comedy nerd, as Mm -hmm. we love, um, one of the things written was a master class on on what it really means to do this. Mm -hmm. So at best, I guess that's... That's great. If so, you if you if it's your thing. Well, so, congratulations, and I do need to tell you that, like, uh, you know, what do we? Okay, so how long do you think I talked to you in the garage with the, for that interview that you took pieces of for the movie? Probably a couple hours, right? Oh no, just a little over an hour. A little over an hour. All right. Well, we've talked for thirty three minutes. I'm looking for a good eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you have it? <laughs> I'll take I'll take eleven, but if you need to only make it eight, uh, no, I, I loved it. I was uh, proud to be part of it. And oh, you know, thanks, man! It really meant a lot to me that you were a part of it. Because I'll be honest with you, there were very few people who I wanted. I wanted famous people, of course, and yeah. I wanted people who would open up. But very few people I felt like would get to the heart of it for real. Yeah. And so Kevin Smith and Pendulet and oh, yeah, you Kevin, yeah. and and and, um, and Judd uh, and Jimmy Norton, and there were just a handful that I knew would really. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. So thanks. Good luck with the whole process. Yeah. Well, I've, it's already succeeded. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, getting into Sundance and then the Tribeca sale and then we just sold the foreign. So I win. I'm done. You're done? Go see it. Oh, that's it. Please. So that doesn't matter to you. Though, well, though. it matters because you want people to come up to you and say, I saw the thing. It was good. Yeah, you did a good thing. Yeah, you did a good the, job on the, the thing. The financiers, everybody's happy and I get to do it again. And that's, you know, those are the victories, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You keep working. Yeah. So go check out that movie, all right? Misery Loves Comedy. Now, what do we got? This is a nice, quiet hotel room. I always wonder if people hear me shouting this shit out in the hallway, if they're like, why is he yelling into the phone like he's on a radio show? That's part of it, man. It's part of the job. So like Keith Richards said, it's the job, buddy. It's the job. So occasionally we get these opportunities to uh, to interview big uh, big movie people, and Rose Byrne is here. Uh, well, she's in the garage. Well, she was in the garage. Well, I'm, we're going to the garage now. Let's enter it that way. Uh, her new film, Adult Beginners, is uh, is funny. Bobby Cannavale 
Is that how you say his name? Is in it? He's funny. He's always good. Nick Kroll's in it. He's good. Rose Byrne is in it. She's good. Uh, that uh, opens uh, this Friday, April 24th. And also look for her in Spy with Melissa McCarthy, which opens on May 22nd. And now you can listen to me talk to her back in the garage. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called the Foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts do you do voiceovers ever no i wish you never have a good paycheck (laughs) yeah never done any cartoons you've never been one line on american dad (laughs) that was it and they didn't ask me back (laughs) no but yeah that was it it's amazing how it, it seems so effortless that you can talk with an American accent. And, oh, thank you. But, like, is it hard? Like, to, because, like, if I tried to speak like an Australian or a British person, it would take everything I had to focus on that. Is it the same it's going the other way? Sometimes is, but it's, we grew up in Australia with a lot of American television. So the vernacular is really right. familiar sound. Yeah. And I've gotten better at it. Yeah. Well, I think actually lately I've gotten worse. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> I just watched, um, I, I watched a new movie, Adult Beginners. Yeah. I watched it. Oh, great. Sat there and watched the whole thing. Thank you. Yeah. To, so I'd have something to talk about. Good. Well, I would love to talk about it. You would? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the dog is sometimes part of the show. Oh, great. It's not even my dog. We started, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're almost done, <laughs> we're apparently. Done. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just about oh, out of time. What sort of dog have you got? It's not my dog. It's my neighbor's dog. Oh, sorry. So if it becomes a real problem, I'm just going to have to go shut that window. Uh, no, but I, I, I watched it. And I was, it was very funny. And I noticed that a lot of times that um, you, you sort of play a straight person for mm-hmm. goofballs. Yes. That, that's your, your task. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, does that... Um, do you ever want to be the goofball? The goofball, sure. I mean, I've have you know, I I have had roles where, like in a, this movie, get him to the Greek. I played a really that. um, that was funny, obnoxious yeah. pop star <laughs> who to- was very <laughs> wild and very, you know, yeah. real narcissist. And yeah, basically a female version of Russell Brand, right. who was so ridiculous and yeah. self-absorbed. Yeah, and same with the yeah. one in Bridesmaids. You were sort of like yeah, snotty. She was she was a little more uptight though. Like Jackie Q was just wild. Whereas right. Helen was so preoccupied with what people thought of her. And but I thought that the uh, Adult Beginners movie was very touching. You, you know, I'm a grown man with no children. 
I kind of blew it. So, you know, it hit a lot of buttons with me. And I know Nick Kroll pretty well. He's been on the show a couple of times. Oh, great. So, you know, yeah. he's uh, got to be pretty fun to work with. He is. And he produced it and came up with the story and then took it to these writers, Liz um, Flayhive and Jeff Cox. So he's, it's his baby. The whole thing is really very much he's like. Nick's? Yeah, absolutely. It was his, you know, and he's pre-produced it with the with Mark Duplass and and Ross Katz. Duplass, the Duplass brothers. Yeah, the kings yeah. of Hollywood. Yeah, they had like we were at South by Southwest. And yeah, the with that movie. Yeah, and they but they had like yeah so many films there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? And then they, they got like They're, a ninety picture deal with yeah. Netflix, right? Ninety oh, or a hundred really? pictures. I didn't know that. <laughs> Not <Are you> ninety, <gasps> maybe three or six or something. Well, yeah, it's good though. That's great. No, they're yeah, they're ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I know what that word means. It sounds right. <laughs> Does that mean <laughs> means all over? They're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had Mark in here. Uh, yeah, Mark. I don't know the other one. He seemed like they have their shit together, which mm. annoys me. Yeah, uh, yeah. People <laughs> who have their shit together in general, I find disconcerting. Like I don't understand how You're they're doing. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, I can short. do that stuff. You know what I mean? But like, you know, he's one like the Duplass guys. You look in their eyes, and you're like, they're solid. Yeah, you know, like right. I don't necessarily think that someone looks in my eyes and they're like, that's a comforting chap. <laughs> <laughs> And your so your real boyfriend was your husband. Yes, my real boyfriend was my husband, Bobby Can- Cannavale. Yeah, he's he's great. I always like seeing him. Thank you. I remember seeing him a long time ago. Was he maybe in the? He was a New York guy, right? Still is a New York mm-hmm. guy. Yep. He's maybe in the yep. first season of Louis, or did he do Louis one of Louis he's short done a few films? Of Louis, yeah, he's done a few of the shorts and a few episodes. Right, I yep. remember him back from the shorts. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to live in New York. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. He used to know Louis for a while. Yeah. But- I remember. Yeah. So, all right, now let's go through the life because it's, <laughs> you know, Australians kind of fascinate me. I talked to Melanie Linsky. She's from New Zealand, though. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I know, well, I don't know, but I've met her before. She's, yeah. Yeah, you guys should close. be friends. They're close. They're just like, they're, you know, New yeah. Zealand and Australia, closer than New Zealand and Australia and America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like in New Zealand, you can kind of go like, I'm going to go to New Zealand for the weekend, just take a plane, right? Like an hour, right? Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. So it's way out there. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, I know it's like going to Miami from New York, right? But yeah. it's like, do you, did you do that growing up? Did you go to vacation in I New never Zealand? Went to New Zealand Ever in your life? No, no. They have they have sheep and stuff. I know exotic that, uh, wool. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's know? all there. Peter Jackson is. It's, it's always there, gorgeous. shooting something. I went to Queenstown once, once in the South Island and shot a commercial, and it was stunning. It's yeah. a ski town, and it yeah. was summer, but the yeah. you know the landscape is just breathtaking. And, and where did you grow up in Australia? I'm from the city. I, I lived in an area called Balmain, which is a sort of near the harbour, but it was a very working class neighbourhood and my parents moved there in the 70s. And it's very close to the centre of the city. In Sydney? In Sydney, yep. Well, Sydney's got yeah. that beautiful beaches. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a good city. It's beautiful. It's good Absolutely food. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful food. Yeah. Weather, I mean, it is a stunning place and to your, your, live. your parents moved there when? They, I mean, they're both from Sydney and they've, they, you know, they so they lived there their whole lives. Really? Yep, yep. Pretty much, and now they moved to Tasmania, which is an island off the coast of Australia, part of Australia. I don't know why that doesn't sound good to me. Tasmania, maybe it's just a name. It is, are there people? Are they the first among the first, the first ones? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on down there? Um, yeah, what is going on down there? So it's gorgeous. Oh, it's, it is. It's, um, it's, but it is. It does have a lot of um, colonial heritage, uh-huh. you know. Bad stuff. Like the bad stuff. Yeah, there's a very famous jail there called um, Port Arthur uh-huh. Jail, where a lot of the um, 
you know, it was a jail for convicts. So when wasn't all of Australia convicts initially? They were well, white Australia. Yeah, we were all. You know, they were sent there on the boats to eradicate a class of people from England, and then they were sent to live out their sentences in in Australia, and then they got, and then they got to hang out with the people who, you know, put them in jail right. <laughs> after they were done with their sentences. So, right. So the so the people that end up in jail after they've already come to Australia at a certain point at that time must have been really shitty people. Well, yes and no. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Then you get to hang out. It's so weird. It was such a, a weird experiment. Do like, you know your you know, family heritage? No, I would love to. I would love to know. And I was going to do that show. Who do you think you are? Oh, at one shit. point, but I couldn't figure out the schedule. But I would love to know just, my just, heritage. It'd be nice to have a show do it. You, you know, yeah. like they'll yeah. take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Instead of <laughs> yeah. getting mean, off my own, you right. know, uh, yeah. laurels and my own ass and doing it or whatever. Getting on that website yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, you there's guys a, do that. There's a good thing now. Girlfriend was telling me that you can just send your saliva. Yeah, oh, for the genetic yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, that's the genetic thing. Right, yeah, so, so. then you get sort of a breakdown. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, and it's all—it's very surprising. Yeah, she was surprised. Yeah, yeah was why? Surprised. Which? What was her surprise? A gift inside of her genes? She was like mostly right. She thought she was mostly like Russian, Eastern European, and she found out she had some African in her. Don't we all? I think we probably <laughs> do. <laughs> it's not such a surprise. Let's face it. <laughs> so, when did you? What? What kind of? What kind of background do you come from? What did your folks do? Um, my mum was a homemaker until we were probably, till I started school. And then she worked at a Aboriginal primary school, you know, yeah, the indigenous, indigenous um, yeah. culture and population in Australia. And so she worked at a school there in the administrative office for a long time, a really great school called Darlington. In Sydney? Yeah, in Sydney, in a place called Redfern, which is a, you know, very Aboriginal suburb. Oh, so it was like, uh, they were, it was segregated to a degree? No, not, no, that's a harsh word. Right. I don't think segregated, but just like- it They was, had their neighborhood. Yeah, it was a, it was like a, a sort of, an, an, a, yeah, neighborhood really. And mm-hmm. so it was a priority school for that, which was great. So they, you know, they very much respected the culture and didn't try to sort of- there's a lot of different, you know, in Aboriginal culture, it's not polite to look your elders in the eye, whereas for us, it's very much you have to look people sure. in the eye, so yeah. you don't make them do that, for instance, you know. Yeah. Oh, so she had to kind of learn the social m- m- rules. Yeah, she yeah. did. It was really interesting. So she she um, she um was really on the front line, uh, which uh, was cool. Yeah, we I mean, we all went to the school a lot growing up. To that school? Uh, well, yeah, we didn't, I didn't attend the school because right. I was outside of the zone, but... Right. Um, but we were going there and see her a lot. Um, and my dad ran a company, his own company. He worked mainly for Village Roadshow doing like statistics. Um, like, so if they wanted to build a new cinema, yeah. he would go and like um, do the surveys of the area, like ask, interview people, you know, would you go to this cinema if it oh, was right. built? Hey, right. <laughs> so we all worked for him. We'd all go, we all did the phone surveys. And that yeah, that's a movie really company, a movie, a theater company, or yeah, what? Village Road. So is like Lowe's or something oh, really? like that. So he would work for them. So he'd go do yeah. uh, recon. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like statistical recon sure. work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was a mad fanatic um, horse better. Bet on the horses. So he had a gambling problem. So <laughs> he also had a gambling saying? problem. <laughs> You put that very nicely. Oh, he just loved the, those horses. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. But we never like lost the house or anything like no, that because he had the job. You know, he had a regular job. But he loves numbers. He does. Yeah. So he just likes the handicap. Crunches and, the numbers. Oh yeah. <laughs> like how much of that horse eats? Exactly. What he went, uh, how you know? What's so, the odds of this thing and that? So thing. did you spend a lot of uh, time at the track as a kid? I did. Yeah, I went to the track quite That's a bit. Good. That's um, a healthy upbringing. Which is- <laughs> Because you don't know better. It's like, come watch the horses. Daddy's going to put those life on the line money-wise. 
Yeah, I think my mum said never marry a punter at one point. And a punter is a... A, a punter is a better... Oh. A be- what are you saying is in America? Gambler. Gambler, yeah, yeah, right. So punter is... Like yeah, punter. oh, really? So she said that. Yeah, she said that to me. She oh. was sort of half joking, I think, right. but she did say it. How many brothers and sisters you got? I'm the youngest of four, so I've got sister, sister, brother, me. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. there are any of them in yeah. show business? My brother is a, I mean, not really. My brother's a musician and a photographer. He has a really incredible, um, I'm just going to promote him a little bit. He sure. does a great uh, um, Instagram following. He's a photographer. Uh, so he's at, at George underscore Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Um, and he has, um, he has about 30,000 followers now, maybe more. Um Beautiful prints. He takes kind of moody, beautiful prints of um, L.A. Oh, he's here? He's here? Yeah, he lives in lives in Silver Lake. Oh, did you go see him? Yeah, we saw him this morning. I went uh, down to the printing shop with him. But they're gorgeous photos. I'll show you when we're done here. Okay. I'll show you. They're really beautiful. Um, so he's here. And my sister is a painter, Alice, and lives in Melbourne. And my other sister, Lucy, works for the Australian Council of the Arts. And she she lives in Sydney. So you're all kind of in the so arts. So they are sort of all artistic, but my parents weren't. They How'd weren't. that happen? We grew up in Balmain, which is sort of like an old drinking little village peninsula that was yeah. full of artists. Oh, so really? So I think, well, somehow, I don't know. They don't know Do you remember either. them around, the artists? Well, like, did I you, mean- parents have friends? Did you have some strange experience with uh, an acting, <laughs> uh, you know, like, did you go to a play? What happened? Like, I started going to acting school when I was eight because my sister's best friend, Rosie Fisher, who's now my one of my dear friends, she told me to go, and there was a lot of kids in my neighborhood who went. And to acting of, school? Yeah, to this little acting school. Just course. for fun? For fun, yeah. And yeah, so fun. all the kids were there doing yeah. little plays? Yeah, like, really barely a play. More like um, games. Because mm-hmm. I was eight. I was so little. Eight. Yeah, was really what do you learn as an actor? Were you learning yeah. method <laughs> at eight? Were you doing Meis- Strasbourg. Yeah, Meisner Strasbourg. exercises at eight? Sense memory. Mm-hmm. Remember when the cat died? Remember when? What a crying eight-year-old! I wouldn't give my, <laughs> you know, she wouldn't give me the lolly uh, or whatever. Uh, no, more like pretend you're a tree. Pretend uh, you're, you know, that's like, good. Sort of the same thing. <laughs> More or less. A little more basic. Exactly. That's honoring the emotional construct of a child. Exactly. Pretend you're a dog. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but you stuck with it, huh? I stuck with it, man. <laughs> For better or worse. I did. Well, when did you start? Like, yeah. how did it go? So you were in there at eight and then kept that. going? I was very shy. I was really quiet. Yeah. Quite shy. And then I loved it, loved going to class and kept going. And then a casting director came once scouting for like kids for a film. And I got a part in this film because of this scout. And then How I old were you? 13. Oh, so you were in for a while. You, so you were a shy kid and acting enabled you to, to do something, I to get out so. of yourself. I think so. Yeah. Probably that's a pretty Basic. <laughs> classic story. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but um, yeah. Are you yeah. shy now? So. It can be in certain situations. Yeah. So 13, you mm. get a part in a movie. Yeah, so I've got this part in a movie with Sandra Bernhard of all really? people. Yeah. And she was probably, what, in her 20s? She was in her early 30s, yeah. probably at that point, Sandra. She was, She's been in here. Has she? Sure. She's fabulous. Yeah, a long time awesome. ago now. She was with this gorgeous, her girlfriend at the time was this beautiful South American supermodel called Patricia Valquez. Oh, she was gorgeous. kind of remember that. Uh, stunning. And so I, we did this, she came to Australia and did this film called Dallas Doll. What was the, what was the plot of that? What's the pitch? The pitch of that is a American woman sort of invades this Australian family and convinces them to spend all their money to open a golf course and country club. I kind of remember that movie. Bizarre. Little yeah, like film. weird. Who the hell directed that? Uh, Whose big idea was that thing? 
<laughs> and and Turner wrote and directed it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was, yeah. And once I was I did that, then I was on like casting lists. So I would in go Australia in, in Australia, and I would go in and audition for things. But I finished school. I went to university and so on. University. Like university. We call them colleges. I know. I like the I like the difference. Somebody, <laughs> I was at a hotel in Boston the other night, and someone uh, said the lifts are around the corner. I'm like, no, they're not. Not in this country. <laughs> Those are elevators, my friend. I'm not transitioning to lift. <laughs> I say to my boyfriend Bobby all the time, "Get you know, get off the footpath or or come on the footpath." And he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "The footpath." And he's like, "It's a sidewalk." <laughs> That's happened more than once. <laughs> oh, all the time. We have a saying: sixty forty. He understands about forty percent of what I say. That sounds perfect. The rest of the time, he's like, "What? What? Exactly." What? It's probably why we're what, still have together. You, have you figured out the percentage that he's not listening? What's that? Yeah, for? that's the next. That's the next. <laughs> Statistic we need to come up with. <laughs> well, that was it's interesting that you worked with him in that movie because you, you know I didn't I actually didn't know it until after I watched the movie mm-hmm. that you two were together and uh, it sort of makes sense how how uh, you know emotionally available he was. I mean, I'm sure he oh, could do it as an actor, uh-huh. you know, yeah. but you know, but there was something there is another dimension to it. It seemed. Yep. Oh, I good. Felt. Yeah, I feel like you can. I mean, with we can really make out and stuff. We a you can really make out. B it's very economic choice for the producer because they get one carpool to take us to work. But the the emotional shorthand is there, and it's sort of like I think that sometimes, you know, if the script isn't perfect, that's hard to manufacture. You know, Mm -hmm. a history with somebody else. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, that's what we're interested about doing. We've actually done three jobs together, and this script was. just we both loved it i read it first and i read that role of of danny and i thought god bobby would be great for this and then it ended up they had actually written it for him so it was quite fortuitous it's a tricky bit of business that like there are some turns in that movie that are 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 a little difficult emotionally and i really wonder uh about the reality of certain situations Mm -hmm. you know like if what happened in the movie happened in real life yeah could you be forgiving yeah it's a big well i I don't know. In my life, I've never had to deal with it. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. Sure. So that's a whole different addition to a, yeah, yeah. To a, a question like that. But um, it definitely happens. <laughs> it sure does. We both it. know that. <laughs> at that, <laughs> that time. Forgiveness at, happens. At that yeah. time. Oh, forgiveness happens. Yeah. I thought you meant like that. Uh, oh, well. I feel I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, that happens too. But, but How long have you been with him? Yeah. We've been together for about three, two and a half years. Oh, okay. Years, pretty, yeah. pretty. So it's still good. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. He's fun. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. He's a seems great Seems solid. Guy. I liked him in that Woody Allen movie, the last movie. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Wasn't she amazing, Kate? Kate was amazing. I was. Dice was amazing. Yeah. Everybody was Sally pretty Hawkins. good. Yeah, she was great. She's British, She's right? Yeah, English. Yeah. All right, so getting back Louis to Louis too. Yeah, Louis was good yeah. too. Louis was sweet. You yeah. know, he can. You know, he's he can be sweet. Uh, you know, in terms of like sometimes when he he plays a character that isn't him. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was a pretty lovable character until you, you know the turn at the end. When yeah, he, he's yeah, kind, yeah. He was kind of being a dick. Yeah, then he totally didn't yeah, show up. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. what were the other movies you worked with him on? Um, we did Annie. Recently, the recent. I sorry, I didn't miss. I missed remake. that. It's I missed okay. it. I, th- I missed it with everybody else. <laughs> I'll send you a DVD. People liked you in it, though. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> did you get some bad press? <laughs> I think I stopped reading the reviews after a while. So. Well, that was the, for the movie. I mean, like that, that movie came and went. I was like, what's happening? And then it's gone. It's so weird, man. It's so weird when those billboards hang around. I know. Of failures. Of, you know, like, I know, mm. isn't it? Yeah, so look, oh, just a, it's like a, an exhibit of what didn't work. 
I know, go. like ghosts yeah. hanging over yeah. the street. <laughs> ghosts of failure. God. Um, Whatever what yeah. ones you do with him. And then, so we did that, and then we did, um, oh, Spy. Uh-huh. This movie with Melissa McCarthy. Is that her movie? Yeah. So it's Melissa and me and Jason Statham and Bobby and Jude Law. Is that one that her husband wrote? No. Oh, Paul oh. Feig wrote and directed it, who did Bridesmaids and The Paul Heat. Paul Feig. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's been in here. Has he been in here? I was going to say, <laughs> if he has. They've all been in here. Yeah. So you feel more comfortable now? You feel like it's <laughs> No, a... I knew they had been. I, I looked at you. Because yep. I project and I thought, like, you walked in and you're like, what is this? <laughs> what have I agreed to do? This is ridiculous. This is house. I think my resting face looks a little sullen, but it's not. I promise. Well, you know, it's weird when you're like a movie actress. You know, people just sit there and project things onto you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, maybe that's it. She must be like this. Yeah, it's all it's all very intimidating sometimes. Yeah, right. But I feel better. I feel okay <laughs> about it. You see, me. I do that to people. Sure, of course. Watching them, you yeah, definitely like, just. Yeah. That guy's got to be Project horrible. Whatever you want onto them, <laughs> don't you? Like, yeah. That's why like Kate Moss is so great because she's so like yeah. ultimate model because it's like anything and, you and want. Still. And still. It's, and it's still. astounding. Yeah. She's it's just, like got to be going on in like 20, 30 years. Yeah. And she's just- Still looks she's, great. She just is like unstoppable. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you were coming up in Australia, I mean, they've got their own little film world and mm-hmm. TV world. That's, yeah. Like it seems that, you know, if you have talent, eventually you'll get your turn down there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was such. A, it's only twenty five million people in Australia. It's I know. tiny, you know, as you know, and they're all on the coast. Like, yeah, because there's the nothing population in the Population is all on the coast. What's in the middle? What's in the middle? I mean, have you been to the middle? I haven't. But you, what, you have, you've never been to the middle. I know. You've never been to New Zealand. I know. Well, I have. I've been to New Zealand. Just to shoot. I did go to Queenstown to right. shoot the Sony commercial. Um, but I haven't. I haven't been to Uluru, which is a beautiful rock in the middle of Australia in the desert. Um, I haven't been to Alice Springs. I made the mistake with Nick Cave to assume that like uh, all you uh, Australian celebrities know each other. We had a rocky start, <laughs> me and Nick Cave. <laughs> rocky start in, in the conversation. <laughs> Did he warm up? Kind of. Yeah. Do you know him? I don't. Uh, I don't at all. You a fan? No. Uh, I mean, I, I respect... I, I don't know his music that well either, no. But well, I, what I music love do you know? Stuff. What do I know? Yeah, what do you know, Rose? Um, who'd, you, who'd you grow up liking? What did you rock out to? What did I like? Um, As a kid. I copied my brothers and sisters quite a lot. So, Older brothers you know, and sisters. Yeah, they, so I copied what they were listening to a sure, lot. Sure, sure. So that was, you know, yeah. reggae and, oh, yeah? you know, Sure. Old music like yeah. Zeppelin and Jimmy Zeppelin. Hendrix that's and, timeless music. You know all those that's sorts not of things. That, yeah. the, and then I really got into techno. Did go you to raves and went to, like a lot of techno and stuff like that when you were a kid? Teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd, like you yep. know, take E yeah, and yeah. go. <laughs> Well, say it. Oh no, I never went that far. But I did. I, oh, I did go did. to. Come I on. did go to um, the rave parties and yeah. I yeah. I would. So you, I'm trying to think of like the Carl Cox, DJ Carl Cox, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I woke up one day and I was like, "This is terrible. Oh, <laughs> I don't really? want to go to these anymore." But yeah, but it was a thing to do, right? Just dance all night, <laughs> totally. and wear silly hats, being a teenager, dancing. Um, and then in my 20s, I, oh, I really got into the Beastie Boys. I yeah, that's them. good. All right, you leveled really off. Yeah. Uh, and then f- heavy into folk. Like then I'd start, you know. Later, after the 20s? I guess yeah. so, like Cat Power and. Oh, you got, you got a little you know, sad, nostalgic Emilia for your Tor- youth. Torini and, your heart grew you know, heavy. Yeah, all that uh, pretty earnest. Uh-huh. Is that when stuff. you weren't in a relationship? Or, oh, no, or, I was. In, in I troubled, was. A troubled relationship. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> I was. With um, an actor? Uh, yeah, with yeah. an actor writer. Yep. Yep. How uh, long were you with that yeah. guy? Seven years. Uh, yep. 
Was it just a horror yep. show? Yep. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Anyone had, we know? No. Australian no, fella? No, yeah. Yeah? Australian. Is he doing all right? Or? He's great. Good. He's fantastic. He's brilliant uh, and wonderful and a friend. And no, Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Who broke up yeah. with who? Mutual. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, lucky you. Yep. That worked out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know. Just hit the wall, huh? Hit the wall. Those things happen. <laughs> Those things happen. But, uh, but, he, but he had great taste in music, so. So that's where you got into so the I, folk? Yeah, I got fantastic um, music tips from him. Do you and, know that um, British folk person? What's her name? Laura Marlin? Mar- yeah. You do? Yeah, I love her. I love Lucinda Williams. She's, a, She's been here. Oh, has she? What's yeah. she like? She's amazing. Is she? I love her. She's the greatest. Really? I wouldn't call her folk, though, but I love her. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. What would you say? Country, Country rock. Country, yeah. And rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. She's just her voice is like... She sang in here, yeah. Did she? Yeah, she was, that was astounding, because I'm a huge fan, and she told an amazing, uh, disturbing story. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, you got to listen to it. I will listen to it. Pretty sweet. I know she's an interesting character and stuff. Yeah, she's a doll. She came yeah. with... A, she's uh, married to her manager, who's uh-huh. a nice guy. He's uh-huh. a little younger than she is, and yeah. he seems to love her, and... And she, uh, you know, she's just got a great story. Her father was a, a pretty uh, intense poet, recently passed away. And right. she, um, it was before that. But, uh, you know, I, I was just ecstatic to have her in here. Wow. All right, wait. So let's go back to your, your amazing child uh, stardom. Yes. Well, hardly. Hardly. Uh, then, so 13, yes. you're in the movie with Sandra Bernhardt. So I did that movie with Sandra, which uh, kind of came and went. I didn't even know if it got a release, actually. But I kind of had this vague memory of it, you know, being you know, here, seeing it written about, and that was odd. Okay. Did you see the movie? Bizarre. I did. Yeah, I mean, years ago I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago I saw it. Yeah. How are you yeah. at watching yourself? Not great. Mm. I wish I was better because I think it's actually constructive. You know what I mean? You can watch yourself and go. I don't know, yeah, stop to, doing that with your face. Yeah, something is <laughs> stop doing that, or you know, that <laughs> or, or, how about, or how about or, like, oh, you did a good job, or you did a good job, or whatever. But like, it's all a bit overwhelming, and I just uh, yeah, shut I can't. Down. Sometimes I have to wait a year or two. Really? Yeah, other times. Yeah, if I do, well, usually well, I do uh, my show on IFC, but lately, like I can, like I'm not fundamentally an actor, but I can see I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, yeah, that's, that's enough. Interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like I still think like could have. But mm. the, the, I think I've gotten better. You did. <laughs> did you work yeah. with a coach? No. No. <laughs> no. I should have maybe. I thought about it, but there's no time on that on the type of production we do. Like right. there's really yeah, no time right. for yeah. like we're shooting an episode in three days, so right. there's no time for even real rehearsals. Yeah, right. But you know, I had a lot of input. But uh, do you work with coaches? I have in the past. Oh yeah. Well, where was totally. the where was the real training then? So you're 13. You do that movie, and then mm. you're in Australia, and you're a movie person now. That's a pretty big part, right? Yeah. I mean, I was I was so young though. I was really little, but I went to this school called the Australian Theatre for Young People, or ATYP, and mm-hmm. it's, um, I'm now the ambassador for, which is a great um, uh, youth theatre school. Really, that you go to after school and and do your class. They you know take from eight years old to. 25 years old right, people. Right, right. Um, so I did that. And then I graduated uh, high school, you know, I finished high school and I auditioned for NIDA, which is the big drama school that, you know, Mel Gibson went to and Kate. But I didn't get in. So I was devastated. Um, and then I went to university. What did you um, study there? I did English literature. What do you mean you didn't get into that to, to the school? No. How the in. fuck did that happen? I don't know. Man. What do you mean, man? Didn't get in, man. <laughs> so how many, how many... You did a movie and did some TV already. <laughs> yeah, so you had that. I did a movie. I did and that. And you're you're in Australia. Yeah, and they wouldn't let you in. 
You, what did you do? You, what did you do? During I was your... pretty sad. I was so into well, university. What did you do during your audition? Oh, what did I, well, what didn't I? I think it's probably what I didn't do. <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't very good. I don't know. But yeah. you already you were working. Doesn't think it mattered. Clearly, didn't matter. <laughs> what a pompous bunch of. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I. But now I, you you're. Know, I went to I went to college instead. But now yeah. you're the ambassador for that school. No, no, no. That's a separate school. Oh. NIDA is one school. ATYP is another school. So you yeah, okay? Yeah, so yeah. you went to basically a performance high school, and then you tried to get into what would uh, like would be a a college arts program. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, it's like Juilliard. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah, the uh, Australian yeah. Juilliard. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. Did, you know, I fuck them. And man. They- <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Right. Well, you should. Well, I hope they right. know what's going I on with you now. I hope they do too. <laughs> I, right. hope, I hope they're listening. Yeah, I, yeah, I do too. Teachers are oh, I'll listening. Get, I'll get one email. <laughs> like I'd like to say that I did go to that school. And what do you have to do? Like a classical piece terrible. and a modern piece, like what two I have pieces. To do? Um, yeah, I did. Right. I think I did something from Twelfth Night. If mm-hmm. I remember, I think I did a viola from Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. God, I've, bl- I've, bl- I've blocked it out. I've Probably a heavy, something heavy. Hopefully, it was something yeah. heavy to show. <laughs> Cried a little bit <laughs> to balance off the sh- the Shakespearean comedy. I don't know how yeah. to do Shakespeare. No, I, don't I don't even. Know, I don't even know how to read it. I don't even. I don't know. I, I only really, you know, Hamlet. I studied and I love. And I actually studied Twelfth Night and The Tempest. It's, I loved English, so I loved. So you studied yeah. the, as literature, mm, but yeah. to act them, yeah. Geez, so what, that's, yeah, that's a that's a chore. It, <laughs> The language is amazing. Like that's the, what I you hear. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like, I, he's really the greatest writer. We're, we're, ever, you know, he's. We're making news he's here. Just <laughs> Rose, Rose Byrne has decided that Shakespeare is a pretty good writer. Right here on my show, guys. Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> Have you heard of him? Awesome writer. Bill Shakespeare got a handle on the language. That fella can write. Can write well. All right, so you go to the university. Yeah, so I went to Sydney University. And you studied what? I studied gender studies. And I studied English literature. So you were bailing. <laughs> I was basically giving up. You were. No, no, no. You mean on acting? Yeah. No, no. So at the same time, I would audition. I did, I, and I did films and TV at the same time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. do we know any of the people that you acted with? Some people that became bigger stars from the Australian talent landscape. Yeah. I'm sh- well, I did a film when I was nineteen with Heath Ledger. Oh yeah. yeah. How old? How old was hands. he? Couldn't yeah. have been much older he than you. He was nineteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were both kids. Which movie? Yeah. Which movie? It's a really great crime caper film called Two Hands. Uh, it wasn't released here, but it was a big hit in Australia with Brian Brown, mm. and a host of brilliant Australian actors directed and written by Gregor Jordan. And yeah, Heath was the lead, and I played his kind of love interest in the film. And was yeah. he great? Yeah, he was great. Heath, he's, he was incredibly generous. Uh-huh. He would just help you whenever he could. Like when I would come to LA, you know, his house was open to stay and he would always help me get auditions and oh he was yeah very, so you guys remain friends we did we mm. did yeah so it was very obviously you know a real, Sad. real tragedy yeah, yeah just a real tragedy you know his poor family his little girl and everything but he um he was a very wild and spirited and kind of you know guy he was yeah. very he lived well like he lived Pushed large it. and yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, was, he wasn't a, he was shy in a way though he's like i suppose but um but he was always very generous, had a big heart. Uh, mm. Well, yeah, it was a horrible loss. And it just yeah. seemed like right when he was really about to sort of I take know, off. I know, he'd done some incredible performances. Oh, yeah, a couple, I mean, right? Yeah, and then he won the yeah. award posthumously. Like, yeah, very, really very sad. Wow, so that was early on. Now, you were in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah, I did that. That I still get fan mail for. 
Of course you do. If, if people are crazy. Of course you do. Talk about what it. What kind of family? How big was your part movie. in that? Because I'm not that big a nerd, so I wouldn't. I did not see the movie. I tell you, I'm in that film for a minute and a half. And you get and fan I'm mail. behind Natalie Portman the whole time. And you get and fan I have mail. one line, yeah. Like, like, like. Yeah. Just like cards and laminated things and posters oh and just, God. you know, it's All from intense. the same guy. The one guy. Exactly. All from the same person who's got the shop where he's selling them. And the one dude. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you respond to that kind of thing? I mean, I... You don't. I, 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 no, I did last time. I actually did write, did a bunch of fan mail, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, I'd finally got around to doing a bunch of stuff because I was doing a play and they sent it to the theater in, on Broadway. What so play? I, actually, I did a play called You Can't Take It With You. Oh, that classic play? Yeah, the Kaufman and Hart play. I feel like I was in that play in you, college. You were, I'm sure you were. Everybody was. It's Everybody a, it's a big, was. There's a lot of people on stage yeah, yeah, at the end. Yeah, it's a big cast. Big cast of people. Somebody, is that the one where so the, one of the relatives blows things up? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the pinner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, there you go. Sure. Um, so I, I did that on Broadway Did you last love year. it? Did I you love it? I loved it. I loved it. James L. Jones played wow. grand, grandpa, grandfather. Do you feel like, uh, do you love stage acting? I, I hadn't done a play since I'm, tw- for 12 years, since I was like 20 is that something? Or something. Like, uh, well, let's 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 catch up. So, uh, the Star Wars thing. How'd you get that? Yeah. That was shot that there, right? That was shot there. I just auditioned. And you were yeah. still living there. Yep, I was still living there. So he was there. casting locally. Yep, exactly. I'm sure they had like, some kind of <laughs> prerequisite for tax purposes to <laughs> right. cast Australians. But was yeah, you, in any case, I got to do, which was really cool. You, but did you get to engage with George Lucas? Yeah, he was cool. He was really friendly and really cool. Lovely. All right. Yeah. And when do you make the move to the States? When do you're like, I'm going to... F- wait, yeah. wait a minute. I did, there, I read something like, where is this? That there was a, another movie where you worked with Dennis Hopper. I did. I did a film called The Night We Call It A Day. Dennis Hopper came out to do it. He played Frank Sinatra and uh, Melanie uh, Griffith came out. And that well. was an Australian movie? Yeah. Does was it little Angel Edgerton another... Was it hidden from the rest of the world? Because I've never seen that. I don't think it came out here. <laughs> I did a few movies that didn't, didn't see playing... much so many audiences. <laughs> Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Did you hang out with yeah. him? No, we didn't like hang out. No. Too I just scary? remember was everybody too, was like I was intimidated. Was? I was yeah. young. I was How twenty. You? Twenty. Ooh. I was a kid, yeah. twenty one, you know, yeah. I was really uh, intimidated at that point. I so think. so when do you make the move? I may I started like coming over here when I was auditioning, you know in my like 1920 but just come over for three months here three months there and audition audition and then I eventually got this job called Wicker Park so um, I did that and then I did this film Troy which is like a big sandals and sword oh, epic yeah. with Brad Pitt and Orlando Bloom and Wolfgang Peterson directed how it how big was your part in that it was cool it was a good part I played Briseis um, who uh, is a you know is a Greek and gets captured by the Trojans and um, she's you know, becomes basically Brad Pitt's like slave. You know? Nice. So you got to work with and Brad. Fall in love and get together. Yeah, they fell in love with Brad. Brad. The characters do. You know, they get together. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moron. Yeah. Just clarifying. Yeah. Just clarifying. So you don't like Brad Pitt, is what you're saying? I hated him. Yeah. I just <laughs> hated him. I mean, what a <laughs> No, no, he was cool, man. He was. He was cool. I was young. I was pretty shy. Um, and we filmed that in Malta uh-huh. for a long time. So you're on set for time. a long time. Waiting in the hotel was for a long pretty, time. Was it pretty though? Pretty, right? Malta's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah, so totally there was, it was all on kind of location-ish, you know, big pretty sets. Pretty much, and- yeah. Malta's got all these incredible ruins and things that, I mean, it's a very 
popular place to film. Was he know? nice to work with? I mean, when you say when you talk about Heath Ledger as being generous or being, yeah. was what, what kind of actor is Brad Pitt to play? Brad's against? really mellow. Like oh, he's really? laid back and he's easy, you know, yeah. and uh, he's creative in a really particular way. Like he's very curious and um, he had a lot of ideas about things, and he was and just. Cool with that, like respected actors. I was really into it. It's, it's you know. interesting that you can't, like, it, there's certain things in terms of movie stars that you can't really account for. That, mm-hmm. like, there's no, you know, they're just born that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, who the hell knows? Yeah. You know, whatever he's doing, yeah. you know, when he gets on screen, yeah. you're like, no, that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. There's only a handful of movie stars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there are, right? There's a lot yeah. of actors. Yeah, and there's only a handful that have that kind of it's, transcend to that. It's kind of, of bizarre because it's complete. Yeah. It's like models, you know? So yeah. it's just this natural phenomenon yeah. if they can find it. Yeah, it's really true. No, I know. And he, uh, you know, yeah, I was just working with um, Susan Sarandon. I'm doing sh- film shooting out here with her. Really? Yeah, and she's, you know, th- has she been here? No. I've interviewed her when I did a radio show uh, on Air America. I interviewed the well, when they were together, the both of them. Oh, cool. She knows yeah. me. Oh, cool. You can say hi. I will. Uh, she's, you know, I'd like to get her in here. She's dynamite. She's great. She's great. She's just brilliant. Marie Antoinette, you were in that. I saw that movie. Yeah, I have a really fun little part in that, uh, playing um, the Duchess de Polignac. Did you have fun dressing up? It was fun. I got to wear some costumes that uh, mm. Marissa Berenson wore in Barry Lyndon. You did, yeah, because Milena Cananero was the costume designer who's won, you know, and she multiple just pulled them Oscars, out? and I she still some. had them. Yeah, I guess she still had them in the files, or you know, in the archives. That's crazy. Yeah, these gorgeous, you know, gorgeous. that's an insane movie. Yeah, Barry amazing Lyndon. movie. Yeah, it's really like yeah. it's 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 funny in parts. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Um, so Sophia Coppola was fun. Yeah, it was Sophia. She was cool. She was very um gentle director. Oh. Very like. Easy, gentle, a lot of improvising, very like, you know, yeah. kind of fluid filmmaking. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun. And Jamie Dornan was in that. Jamie. Jamie Dornan, who's now the star of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, good. He was. He was in that. Thank God. <laughs> he's a lovely guy. He's a. He's a. How that? A is that Fifty Shades? Did that open? Did it come and go? Is it done? Is it? That happened? was a huge hit. It was. Yeah. How could it not be? How, how exactly? How I, could it I not guess be? there's a lot of women in this country that don't realize that porn is available. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, or Anais Nin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Go way back. Go all the way back. Do whatever you yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm being condescending and I'd have no idea what the book is about, nor do I know what the movie was about. Right. Did you see you've it? Missed, you've, uh, well, I, you know, I was traveling back from Australia once and the woman, both women on either side of me were reading the book and the stewardess and the women in front but of me. But is it romance or is it filth? So I did read it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I read it. And um, it's. It, a hybrid? Is it romantic film? It's a filth? hybrid. It's a hybrid. <laughs> romantic film. I would filth. say it's a hybrid. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So it's almost, so, so it's not quite porn. It's just above porn for some reason. I not that I have so. any problem. I have no problem with porn. I'm yeah. not judging it. I guess I'm not that up on my porns. <laughs> I can't really compare Well, it's not. It. Is it? Is it romantic? Or is it just sexual? And no, you know, no, no. It's romantic. It's mm. absolutely romantic. Yeah. It's a classic story of, you know, okay. dark, daring suitor and the young virginal woman. And mm. blah, blah, blah. So I, I'll get you a copy. Sounds good to me. I'll send you I'll a copy. I'll pick one up. I'll get you a Kindle. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have a Kindle. We'll just download it after this. I'll give you some music. You can give me the Fifty Shades of Grey. You can help me download that. Boom. So you've done a shitload of movies. The X-Men movies are big. You must get some fan mail for that. I do, yeah. Same guy from the Star Wars. Exactly, the fanboys. Yeah, they're the fanboys. The nerds. The nerds. They love you? Are you a nerd goddess? They they give... I think because I'm not a mutant, 
yeah. in those X-Men films. I've really <laughs> escaped a lot of attention. Do you fly, uh, you're the, what, what is your I'm part? The, What's well, her name? Mo- Ma- Maura? Moira McTaggart. She's yes. a CIA agent oh, operative. Yeah. And so she and has this relationship with Charles Xavier. Uh-huh. Um, and so she flies planes and she actually causes his injury in the one that, you know, he make, she made oh, really? um, paraplegic in the one that. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's right out of the comic or what? Uh, are they I all different? believe so. I'm not sure. We had an incredible guy come in on set one day with like the, all the comics, you know, a real fanboy, and he was showing me all of Moira's history and blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of endless. They just I mean, let that guy stories. on the set? Who was, what do you mean yeah. he just came on the set? No, no. I mean, you know, they sourced him out, the production, and he came on, and any question we had about these characters. They found a guy whose job was it to be a deep nerd, a deep X-Man nerd. Yeah. And they're like, we've got the deepest X-Man nerd yep. in the country. Yep. He's coming in with the stuff. Yep. He He's came a, in. And he came in? He came in. Was he, uh, he came in. on top of his game? He was beyond on top of his I mean, uh-huh. he had... Because the thing is with those comics, the stories are crazy. I mean, yeah. they go into like parallel universes and then they change identities and then yeah. they come back and then they die and then they're reborn and then yeah, they're yeah. a man and a woman and then they have powers and then they don't and then <laughs> they have a child and the child turns into the sun and then the sun <laughs> rules this planet, the planet of that yeah. planet, they blow up and then the, you know, the yeah. Trojans from that planet turn into apes that yeah. then become, you know, it's yeah. like Scientology. <laughs> it's like totally... I don't know, but I think I'll send that little clip of you saying that to you and you can pr- maybe publish <laughs> Maybe you could give that to a, a, a comic book writer and say, I think I came up with this spontaneously on Marin's show. I was See riffing. Can- yeah, I was riffing. What do you think? We've got a full mythology here. I'm not, I mean, it's really that complicated. Like, I, I, I know. was like, what? So I, I think they just pick out strands of stuff from these universes of these stories and. And figure out figure which ones out. are yeah. mash it up into a movie. Yeah, yeah I, w- I never got into them, those comic books. Later in life, I got into some of the more. Which ones? Hellblazer, Sandman, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing I liked. Yeah. But I was never a superhero person. Do you yeah, like any I, of the films, any of the kind of franchises that are around? I haven't uh, really jumped in. You know, I, I think I saw Iron Man. I think I saw that. I think I saw Iron Man 1 and 2 for some reason. And I saw, uh, yeah, no, I liked it. You know, it's okay. It's fun. Did you like the Christopher Nolan trilogy, the Dark Knight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. those. Yeah, I yeah. like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, some of them are, are better than others. You know, I, I, I it was interesting because I, um, yeah, I saw, I was watching, I don't know if it was the last one. And it reminded me that I met Michael Keaton and I had to have him on the show. I wanted to have him on the show. And because uh. I was watching one of Nolan's, I was like, I got to. I hadn't reached out to Michael Keaton in like a year. Wow. Did he come on? He did. Oh, cool. But it was like you know, like the next day or something. He's like, I'm in town now. Oh, cool. What are you doing now? <laughs> What's going on tomorrow? You can be around tomorrow. He just came over like at seven at night. Said, All right, what are we doing? So that's good. It was great. Keep you on your toes. It was great yeah, to talk to the, yeah. uh, the first Batman. The original. He was a good Batman. That was a great film. I yeah. loved that original one. Yeah, so yeah, did he. Kim Basinger and- Yeah. Jack Nicholson, yeah, Nicholson. but the, the the Christopher Nolan series is, I think, so really deep. brilliant yeah, and sort of good. you know raised the bar for the. So genre. and then you were on Damages Forever, and that was a big job, right? That was Huge like the job. biggest job you had. Big break. People loved yep. that thing, and it was sort of Thank like you. it was one of those weird TV shows where it's sort of like canceled. No, it's not. It's back. <laughs> it's half canceled. No, we're just moving it to a thing. We're just moving it to obscure network, but we're still going. We're still on it. We're still here. We're still here. Yeah. Yeah. We we had five seasons, three on FX, two on direct TV. Uh, but yeah, it was a big break for me. I was 27, moved to New York, got this show opposite Glenn Close. Yeah. And um, I'd never done a cable television before, and like a long-running show, not since I'm 15. I did a show in Australia for 
you know, a soap for about a year. So it's hard work. I mean, the hours that those act- that you clock as an actor on those shows is like intense. You work 17, 18 hour days. It's really the crew. But you got to work with. And- uh- but I got to work with Glenn. Yeah. She's, you know, she's Glenn Close. She's- and that, what was the whole, it was sort of a sordid bit of business. What was the yeah. angle of that show? Yeah, I'm a young, very naive lawyer who comes to work for her and she's only employing me because I have information and she's a very duplicitous sort of shady woman in a way. She does a lot of things out of line, out of off uh-huh. book to get her case done. But she's generally usually is trying to do the right thing, but she does a lot of bad things to do the right thing. Are your folks still alive? Mm-hmm. Are they proud of you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope so. Do they go see your stuff? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Oh, yeah, they try to. Yeah, because they're in Tasmania. That's pretty remote. Is there a horse track in Tasmania? No, he doesn't really go to the track anymore. He just listens on the radio. Betfair.com. Oh, so he yeah, does it online. Betfair.com. Yep. So he just sits there and does that. Yes. <laughs> compulsively. And he has garlic farm. He's a garlic farm. Yeah, he has a beautiful. I'll show you a photo. He's got great garlics. He's um, entered a few competitions. There's a national, there's an annual competition in t- in Tasmania. For He's a garlic. competitive garlic grower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he ever send you garlic? Yeah. No, he doesn't because hmm. I'm over here. So <laughs> you can't send. I don't get to get through customs. Yeah. But when you do, you go visit them. Yeah, it? I was just there over the summer, and they have they're really good with food, and everything's very fresh, and so they he cooks for me constantly when I'm there with garlic. A lot of garlic. A lot of garlic. No vampires in that house. No. Does he pickle it or anything like that? Uh, no. Maybe he does. He hasn't told me. I don't think so. I don't uh, think I've so. only had that once anyways. It's kind of heavy. Was it nice? It's all right. Yeah. So I can eat a whole clove of garlic. Just because it's sitting in vinegar doesn't mean it's going to be any less you look, me knock a you out. stomach ache if I eat too much garlic. Yeah, yeah. And you think it's good for you and maybe it's good for it you. It is. But it is. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, is there science on that? Or? It's got a lot of antioxidants in it. Fine. <laughs> Don't so, quote me on that. So, all right, let's get into the, the 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 more recent stuff. Yeah, in that. cool. How'd you get locked in with these comic people? I was very lucky. I kept badgering my agent, saying I'd love to do comedy, and all I really was known for is Damages and Troy, which were kind of very heavy films and television show. So I finally started getting some auditions, and then I went in and read for Get Him to the Greek that Judd Apatow was producing, and. Nick Stoller was the writer-director. Uh, he's been in here. Has he been in here? <laughs> yeah. He's awesome, right? So he's he gave me guy. my break. He's a sweet guy. He gave me my break. And they knew damages a little bit, so... That was sort of his break, too. What the... He the did hell Forgetting is... Sarah Marshall Oh, that's right. That's right. That. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they took a chance, you know? Yeah. Damages wasn't a comedy, and that's where they knew me from, and they were like, sure. So him and Judd were sitting there, and they decided... Uh, you, Judd you... wasn't in the room that... I think it was just... It was it was Nick Stoller and I've sort of blurted out. It's online my audition. It is. Yeah. How'd that happen? They film it and they post. I mean, Russell's is online. Mine's online. You they know, post it during the promotion. Moss is online. I fi- maybe they do. I don't know what the you know Why how they, they roll bo- it out, right. but like. Huh. So. And so that was the first real comedy. That was my break. The yeah. big comedy. Yep. And then you did Bridesmaids after that? Yeah, and that, you know, they had seen me in that, Judd, and he was producing this, and I read for that, and they, and I got Bridesmaids. So I was really very lucky to be, you know. Right. And then you did Neighbors, which was pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. We did Neighbors. The internship, which was not so huge. (laughs) (laughs) Though there were a lot of signs around that remained around. The ghosts. And you did The Place Beyond the Pines, which was heavy as fuck. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. It's a cool movie. I have a tiny part, but it was really cool. I played Bradley's wife and Yeah, it's brief, right? Yeah, super brief. I have like three scenes. But when he was a cop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Not when he became like 
mayor or whatever. We still no. He so it's sort of yeah. It's the second half of the film, and he's a cop, and then he gets shot, right, injured, and then he does, and then he starts running for mayor. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. you were there like when he was home exactly. convalescing, right? Exactly. I remember. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now I thought yeah. that movie was very kind of. Uh, uh, did you like it? I did like mm. it. It was pretty to look at. Mm. It's like, and it was an interesting structure. Yeah, he's yeah. a really interesting filmmaker. I loved Blue Valentine, uh-huh. and he's just done another really interesting film. Called, What's his name? Um, Derek Sanford. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's like a real artist guy. Yeah, he's really yeah. He's he's um, really talented. So the the spy thing is going to happen. Yeah, so spy comes out in June. X Men Apocalypse is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, they. I'm on. I went to your wiki, and they have not put adult beginners on there. Haven't they? No. How do I get in touch with them? I don't know who does it. Maybe I mean, talk to your publicist. My name was incorrect on IMDb for a long time. They had my name as Rose Judith Esther Byrne. What? I was like... But what's your dream, man? What do you want to... Like, what What would be the role of... What, I mean, what you do know, you... You know, I would just love, strive to work with directors I admire. And I who do you love, want to work with? I mean, I'd love to work with Derek again. He, that was really, um, you know, inspiring, challenging experience. Um, I love um, David Lynch... I'm a big Lynch fan. I love. love can you get films. weird? How weird can you get? I, well, I would. You know, You'd do it for him, right? I'd love to do that. I think he's he's so. So you like heavy one. shit? You do like it? Well, but I've I've it's been great doing some sure, comedy because sure. that's been something I've. But to challenge yourself. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Do you feel like you've nailed it or what? Nailed like, the challenge? Oh, no, are you kidding? Not at all. Not at all. No. Are you worried? Always. <laughs> yeah. But you're doing okay, right? I have nothing to complain about. But I think the, you know, general sort of artists. Sure. Oh, what's your biggest fear, on, though, really? On we, I think yeah. it just sure. drives you a little bit. Sure, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, yeah. you know, you've d- you're doing, you know, like you found, you know, you've hit your stride at an age where, you know, most actresses are like, am I going to work anymore? It's true. I mean, it's true. No, it's a good point. It's absolutely true. No, I've had great few last years of working consistently on interesting stuff. But, uh, you know, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, can you swear on this show? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but. Uh, well, now you got to do it. You know. What were you going to say? Fuck, well, man? Well, I was just I said, fuck, man. Yeah, good. You know, like, it's. Yeah. You just have to keep perspective on it, you know. I think you want to do more stage. That's mm-hmm. what I think. <laughs> Is that what you see when you look into my eyes? I think like, like some heavy stage. No, I think my st- I'm probably more strong in comedic stuff, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I've found... Even though I think it's more challenging. What if you're like... Me, but... Don't you want to be like a... Play an evil fucking... Well, in Spy, I have a really great evil character. Because like even in Bridesmaids, that was... She was just insecure and, and over the top in terms of her pomposity. Yeah. But it was a fragile character. Yeah. But I'd absolutely. like to see you be terrifying. Yeah. In Spy, she's like that. This is, she's... It's a comedy though, really no? doesn't... It's a comedy. It is a comedy. No, it's a comedy, but it's taken very seriously for a comedy so it's like my character is she's just absolutely just doesn't care about anybody else but herself and there's no no sort of concept of a consequence for her Mm. you know it's very uh she's totally i don't know yeah so that was fun that was fun to play a truly evil person and feig's great he's a sweet guy he's the greatest yeah and he's i mean not to get he's he's such a champion of women you know like he breaks every convention like He's so smart like that. And I, when I went and met him at FICO recently, he's like, you know, we want to make 
female-driven films with action and comedy and that's sort of he's doing exactly what he said well i think it's important it has to happen it has to happen what do it you has to happen you studied gender in college what did, what was that was yeah. been like at the beginning of the massive gender studies what, what was the angle on that we, we read Foucault, sure and we you know looked at that stuff and the myth of gender like gender sort of technically being a myth uh-huh. like the and how it developed and patriarchy to read about the patriarchy like yeah. the how the whole thing is stilted right oh women. sure yeah, yeah 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 totally i've been reading the feminine mystique by betty friedan when i was a very old text but oh yeah i've been reading that which is you know really interesting and, yeah um so yeah and it, it's just still really rife so it's someone like paul fee who it's is great. just interested in just like smashing all those walls and well, not thought, paying attention to it is really i thought refreshing. bridesmaids was genius i thank loved you. it thank you you were great everybody was great oh thank you yeah it's a I was again Hilarious. weirdly didn't realize. I'm very naive. I didn't realize like that it would be such a you know discussed point of the fact that it was all women being funny. I really didn't realize that when we started doing the press tour. That was everyone was like, "Wow, who knew all these women were so funny?" Yeah, Americans forget that. It's amazing, but not just Americans. It was all over the world. We oh, went yeah. to England and Ireland and Australia, and um, you know, I'm sure they didn't say that to the guys in the Hangover. Like, wow, you guys are funny. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, you guys are really you know, like, funny. Like, Who we're... knew that guys, little short guys with beards and <laughs> doofuses who put uh, tattoos on their face were yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure they didn't say that to, to them. So it'd be great the day that we don't have to say it at all. Like, that it's just... I, I, you, 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 know. t- you say it, sister. I will. <laughs> I will, brother. I will. I will. All right, I got to get you out of here, I guess, to, to honor... Your uh, your other commitment. Oh no, I'm sorry. Where do you got to go? Oh, it's very dull. But I have a I have a commitment this evening that my friend's coming over at like six thirty, and we're going out together. Oh yeah, for yeah, dinner to a dinner. Fancy yeah. to someone's house to like a dinner in a um in a where is it? It's in like Barney's. Oh yeah, the restaurant. <laughs> yes. oh, so it's an event. Yes. You're going to an event. Don't make me feel guilty about it. And you're going to get all dolled up. No, this is it. No, come on. This is it. You're well, lying. I'll put on like a out- different outfit. A dress. Yeah. You can wear a dress. Yeah, maybe a frock. No, you can wear a black dress. A is black what you can wear. frock. You can wear a black dress. <laughs> I know what's happening. Are you going to an event tonight? Where are you going? I'm going to go play guitar at a place. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? At the Baked Potato. Cool. Well... It's nice talking to you. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. And uh, best of Sorry, uh, luck you. with this movie. Thank you. Thank you for and all your it. success. All your success to you as well. I yeah. hope I get back, come, 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 can come back again. No, there's no way. No, no one. <laughs> first of all, I never do. Uh, I never have people come back unless I really like them. Really, and I help them promote something. And you know, generally, people who have to go to you know leave early can't schedule properly. Whoa. To, yeah, that's how I am. Whoa. Yeah. So you just just know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can come back anytime, oh. even if I'm not here. Feel free. Just thank you. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye, Rose. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, that was a lovely chat. She's lovely to look at and talk to. That woman, and talented as well. So I'm uh, I'm in a hotel room, just gonna hang out. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Get on that mailing list. I'll mail you a little something every Monday. Uh, what else? You know, get some JustCoffee.coop. I went there. Did I tell, tell you that? I went over to JustCoffee.coop, saw their new operation. 
It's in it's in a uh, a building that used to be a roller rink. Big operation. They got both machines going. They used to just have the con- the convection uh, roaster, but now they got the drum roaster as well. So their darks, their uh, dark coffees are probably resonating much better, and uh, which is fortunate because because they're doing that in the drum. I think now, and my coffee is a dark coffee, so this is the way it's supposed to be done. They're full. Got full spectrum over there now. Big operations. Nice to meet everybody over at JustCoffee.coop. Uh, you know, I knew Moon and a couple other people. That Mike Moon, who runs the joint. Well, it's a co-op, so I don't want to lay any sort of uh, heavy leadership qualities on any of the members. But it was uh, it's great to be over there. Great to drink coffee at the source. Nice to do something in Madison. Go to WTFPod.com slash calendar and check out the dates. Because I, I honestly... If I'm coming near you, you should come near me because uh, these have been good shows. All right, there's no there's no guitar here in the room. I got no guitar. Boomer lives. 